We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra. Your Green Bay Packers podcast, the proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, I am your host, Numak, coming to you after a tough uh, 34-20 loss to the Lions. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 17-13 loss to the the Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry. A 19-17 loss to the Broncos. Nope, wrong one again. A 24-10 loss to the Vikings. Oh, I'm sorry. Another wrong one. The 24-22 loss to the New York Giants. Like I said, as always, I am your host, Numak. Feeling like he's been thrown through the wildest of deja vus uh, after watching that game but joining me to talk through what was one of the biggest wastes of three and a half hours of my life is my lovely co-host jordan tresky jordan how are you doing uh, i'm not well this is easily um probably the wildest packers game we've seen this year without a doubt might be saying something um easily the most frustrated i felt watching a Packers game this year, in part because of what we have seen the last few weeks before. Um, and Tommy DeVito, uh, credit to you. I think you're a superhero or something, or you won a Chuck E. Cheese contest to be the Giants starting quarterback, and they have won three straight games. Yeah, 
what an what an ugly game. Tommy DeVito looking like prime Colin Kaepernick out there, the way he was beating the Packers with his uh, impromptu running game and running and scrambling and just golly, it was it was bad. Jordan, it it looked like we were watching every single game in which Colin Kaepernick or Russell Wilson or who was it this year that did it to us? I think it was Russell Wilson again. <laughs> He did it for Russell the Broncos. Wilson, um, Michael Vick. If you want to go way back, <laughs> Vick, long time ago, the the trendsetter. But like, um, it was it was bad. I mean, just look at it. Just look at it. Tommy DeVito barely gets edged out for second place in uh, rushing yards uh, for the Giants at seventy one. That's because Saquon Barkley had like thirty on the last drive, probably fifty in the last two drives before he fumbled the ball. It was crazy. Yeah, I think I think what made tonight the most frustrating Packers game is it was truly an amalgamation of everything that has we've seen throughout the season that we have seen occur in losses. It started from the beginning. The penalties that set back the offense on the on the first drive is like, oh, this is a queasy feeling. You see boneheaded mistakes on special teams, whether you want to say that the Rudy Ford, like Rudy Ford had nothing else to do on that play. doesn't matter. You are in the way. You're going to get called for it. Mm-hmm. Like it, It's the putt returner. What else? Like that is everybody's looking at that. And it, 99% of the time, it's going to be a penalty. It was just frustrating to see all of these things of the penalties bite them in, in the butt. Jordan Love got it together when it mattered, but boy, God, a huge regression in the first three three uh, quarters. Joe Barry and this soft ass defense. <laughs> I just censored myself before, and I, I said the a word. Um, Tommy DeVito, I cannot believe it. I Tommy can't. DeVito is running over them. Yeah. Like he's chasing. I don't know. I don't want to say anything terrible, but it was just ridiculous how he had this. He, I mean, for all the things I want to say, I'm just like, how is a Tommy DeVito beating him? He looked incredibly poised. He knew exactly what his limitations were. Mm-hmm. He wasn't forcing anything more than he had to. And when the pocket collapses, because when the Packers rush, they collapse the same damn way every freaking snap. Yep. And it's like, oh, yeah, I have an open field to just run through whatever. And Tommy DeVito must have been watching every Packers game for the last 25 years in his race car bed before this game. <laughs> and he did it. He did what every quarterback did. He's eating spaghetti. He's got some garlic bread. I don't know if there's black owls in the spaghetti. Some people like that. Some people don't. I don't. I don't know. It was it was just so frustrating to watch you right. Like this was by far, I think, the worst we've seen Jordan Love look the past what month ish, month and a half, since October at least. And so I think that was the just the biggest thing. The first half he was abysmal. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn on some of his some of his throws into the flat and there was just so many throws. They showed an exasperated Matt LaFleur on the sideline and I don't blame him. Um. You, you said that he looked good when he needed to, but I'd even argue that he didn't look his best when he needed to. Like, there was the throw to Samari Toure. That was out of bounds that a better 
a better quarterback makes a makes that throw, a better receiver catches that ball, just kind of bad how it kind of how it shook out. Um, it, he was fine, but the reason they're in that position in the first place was thanks to the defense getting that fumble recovery that was inexplicably fumbled by Saquon Barkley, and the offense didn't really have anything to do with it, frankly. And so they they were fine down the stretch. Tucker Kraft had a nice ball um, that was caught for a big gain. It's so, like that was a good throw from him, but the the throws tonight were few and far between uh, for really looking nice. Like if we're looking at the um, at the box score again, it's pretty much self explanatory. Twenty five of thirty nine, two hundred eighteen, um, eighteen yards. A lot of those, like I had said, coming on that forty three yard pass to Tucker Kraft at the end. It was just it was just not good. Like AJ Dillon had a, a dump off catch for thirty five yards. One of his two two catches that 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 this is funny this this is just funny aj Dillon two catches 25 yards his longest was 35 because he had that dumb screen pass that was dumped <laughs> off yeah <laughs> it was a jordan's life yeah and so i think we, we should just start with the offense because that it like makes the most sense given how this game played out i mean talk about the way i opened the pod Deja vu to the losing streak. Penalties came back to bite him. They had three penalties on in every single facet of the game through one series each side in a special team uh, play. In the first quarter. Right, exactly. And um, what was it, a a false start on Elton Jenkins to start the, um, the second set of downs on their first drive that really just stunted that drive. They ended up getting it back on, a, on an encroachment call, but it's... It's stalled out after that. And then, frankly, the DPI they got on Carrington Valentine um, on the defensive drive the next way, like, that was a, a just a pretty, I want to say blatant. He kind of held it, but it wasn't a whole lot of stuff. But as a rookie, if you're going to talk to the refs like that after the Chiefs game, you got to expect to kind of get one back the next game, in, in my opinion. But then you talked about it, too, Rudy Ford getting running into the um, punt returner while he was uh, getting blocked into him. Like, it's hard when you're getting blocked into the guy, but you have to know to let up when you're getting closed down there. Like, it's just a tough play, and he was a uh, flag regardless. Just sloppiness all around. And I think, like, Joe Buck and Troy were talking about how there was some sort of, like, wind down there. It wasn't It wasn't that windy to where it could have been a thing. Like, every time they showed the goalposts, there wasn't a whole lot of swirling on, on those flags. So, yeah, I think this team reverted on offense especially in the first half to being the youngest team in the NFL. And that was like the biggest thing. Like we saw a, a, a pretty much uh, example uh, exemplified and just a perfect example of regression to the mean, right? They, they played four games that were really bad. They looked not good the entire time. They go on this little stretch and of four and five games getting wins and they look good. They look like they've got it together and primetime football Monday night on a, on, in a road game, the youngest team in the NFL looks like the youngest team in the NFL. I would push back a little bit on the youngest team in the NFL because I think tonight, um, I think, one, the biggest thing I would say we could – or let me say this in a more coherent way. I'm going to push back on the youngest team in the NFL like as being like it, it was definitely a reason why they looked so just like 
looked like the, <laughs> with a snap of the figure, they lost like everything that they had done for the last couple of weeks. I think tonight really proved how much Christian Watson is essential to this team, even when he's not doing well. Like they really, really, really honed in on Jada Reed is going to be our workhorse. He had 12 touches. We saw a lot of line <laughs> beyond the line of scrimmage, whether it was jet sweeps, whether it was double reverses. It got really too cute for my liking when AJ Dillon was working the ball. He was doing the same things that we've expected to see. It's not flashy. It's not, it's very AJ Dillon like, but it was producing. And we just saw the limitations. Like Romeo Dobbs, boy, where are you? Where, where, where like that is damning that he doesn't show up in this game in a very meaningful way like and it's stuff that we've seen before but it's not it, it, it it's just enforcing the fact that like for all the things that we look at him as a go-to red zone target now i don't think he had any he had maybe one red zone target and he dropped the ball or didn't have both feet in on that one touchdown you mean it he had he had one at the end of the game where he had made a great catch, but he only had one foot in. Yes, yes. But it's not even like I, I see your point about Romeo Dobbs and not like showing up in this game. He had seven targets, like he had four catches on seven targets. It's not like they weren't throwing to him. They had he had thirty-two yards. Like I just think he's he, he's. It's not enough to be he. I don't know. Like he's not for me. He's just not that number one or this guy that we could say hey. No matter what coverage it is, no matter what corners on him, he's going to get the ball. Like he, it, it was, it just felt very. It wasn't essential to what they were doing, and honestly, like I am pointing the fingers at pass catchers and stuff like that. Let's not forget the fact that Jordan Love for the first three quarters, like it felt like watching a starting pitcher, just not have his command. No, you're just seeing off-target throws. You're seeing even like it tonight more than any other game. They had they did really good shots of how he would drop back. And it's like, what is going on? Like, I don't know if like he had an ankle injury or something. Like he just wasn't planting right. Part of that could be just the field that they're playing on. It's weird. It's just like it's hard to get used to. Yeah. But he every time, like you could just tell like this throw is gonna be off based on how he's planting his feet or how far he's dropping back or whatever the case may be. And then on top of that, like it was clear that the Giants' pressure, you know, credits him for um, kind of acing the test against the Chiefs last week. But, like, when you see that over and over and over again, like, it's not built to last to see blitz pressure that much week out week because we talk about it with the Chiefs game. Vikings game was a little bit more than, you know, closer to like a month and a half ago. But, like, that's still relevant in this kind of way. And I think that's where, again, these growing pains just come out of that of, Technique, and I'm not an, a football expert by any means, but I see things very interesting on TV. <laughs> um, we see technique problems. We see just off-target throws. We see the impatience or just not the poised nature of a Tommy DeVito in the pocket when, you know, getting blitzed and everything like that. So, yeah, it, just, it was a smorgasbord of just, like, bull crap for – for a large chunk of it. And it like, I give him credit for kind of, I I don't know. I really don't know how to feel about this game because 
part of it is getting the biggest break in the freaking world with Saquon yeah. fumbling that ball with mm-hmm. anyone touching him. Yep. And we're talking about, hey, this game could be the Packers, and it didn't matter. No, absolutely not. Like, I think it just – I, you're right. It didn't matter. I'm going to leave your point at that because we'll get into the defense in a second. Um, I, I think – I, I'm not going to say Matt LaFleur called a bad game because it's hard to call a, a good game when your offense is playing like it is. But man alive, I think the Jaden Reed end around like push pass play is a good play maybe twice a game. They they ran it so much tonight. They ran it so much. And, it and was egregious. On, on the cr- most crucial point in the game, they run it on the two-point conversion to go up three so that the, the Giants have to score a touchdown. And it's just like you could have seen it coming – a thousand miles on, away on a drive. Let's be clear here. Yep. On a drive, AJ Dillon was not in at all. They were on a five-yard goal-to-go mm-hmm. situation. Like, if there's any situation where AJ Dillon, the threat of AJ Dillon, I'm not even saying give him the damn ball. Yep. I'm saying AJ Dillon being out there. And credit to Patrick Taylor. I thought he actually did really, really well. I thought tonight, he had a really good for, game, except, except for, for not, not getting a, out of like bounds, getting a bounce again. Stupid play <laughs> again. Um, but no, but like to your, to your point, that's what I was going to say, Jordan. Is like whether it's AJ Dillon and I said it in Discord, and I was going to throw up saying it. Is that Patrick Taylor was eating tonight? Like he had he had a good night of football. He goes uh, four thirty uh, four four carries for thirty yards, like averaging seven and a half yards a carry. Jordan, run him up yeah. the gut for two yards. He was running well tonight, and I think like you Matt Lafleur can't make that call because then everyone in the family is going. Why the hell are you running Patrick Taylor in the most crucial point in the game? And I think you live by that call, you die by that call, honestly. Because like that—that's if you're thinking about the game analytically and who's got the hot hand, that's who you go to. That's frankly who you go to. He had a really good night rushing, and it was kind of for naught. Um, instead, they go to Jaden Reed for the fourth rush of his of the. I'm sorry, yeah, the fourth rush of the game for him. As a official rush, I'm not sure if it was a rush or it was a pass because he has he has eight uh, receptions for 27 yards, and surely some of the at least six of those are behind the line. Yeah, and so yeah, it was just a really tough game, I think, for Matt Lafleur play calling because nothing was working because nobody could make a play until the fourth quarter. Like I'm, I was really confused as as to why we didn't see Tucker Craft until later in the game. Like he had a good game when he came on. Um. Samari Touré makes an appearance out of nowhere, which is like, I guess not crazy because Dante Wicks went down with an ankle injury, but and no Watson too, and no Watson too. But, geez, Louise, like it was just, you said it perfectly up up top. This was an amalgamation of all the Packers problems that they've had, um, they've had this year, and Matt Lafleur said as much. From Rob, from from Rob Domboski, Packers coach Matt Lafleur was disappointed in all three phases tonight. Quote, I think our team learned a valuable lesson. You don't play your best. It doesn't matter who you're playing when you're playing them. When you're playing, you're not going to win the game. Like, that's a pretty messy quote, but it all is to say that if you don't play your best, any given Sunday is a true thing in the NFL. It doesn't matter who yep. you're playing. Like, the wild card Giants beat the uh, 17-0, 18-0 Patriots. Yeah, it's 18-0. 18-0 Patriots in the Super Bowl. Like they had no business winning that game. There's a bunch. There's upsets happen every week in the NFL. The Titans almost beat the Dolphins tonight. 
with Will Levis they as quarterback. Beat. They did beat. They did beat them? Yes, they did. I thought I saw the Dolphins had came back and won that game. Nope. No, my oh, they lost with by one. Oh, jeez, mm-hmm. my so there we go. The Titans beat the beat the Dolphins. Titans like, pulled out some miracle whip tonight. Yeah, they surely did. Put it in their coffee. <laughs> I'm not sure what that's a reference to. Will Levis puts mayo in his coffee. Oh, that that yeah, I do remember that that is the same now. <laughs> Regardless, it's just, it's it to me. It's like I don't know, like. I can view this in very two ways. One, irrationally. I say <laughs> go second, rationally first. And second, rationally. Rationally, you do not deserve to win a game where you commit three turnovers. The Keyshawn Nixon pub return. Oh, my God. Standing Just out abysmal. of my seat. You already did the hard part of recovering the muff punt. Why the hell are you getting up? When you don't have the ball securely in your hands, what are you doing? Like that is like that is the stuff of like when they're searching. Whether it's it, you can see it in play calls, you can see it in bad throws, you can see it in a muff punt like that. Where and, and credit to like they they, I, I again I'm not a punting mechanic man. But the way that the ball was kicked, you could tell that it's going to be really hard to bring in. And Keyshawn Nixon just clearly like has dropped it everything, like that one gift of the guy walking with all the tools in his hand. That's Ty Winnish's favorite gift. It's oh, it is amazing. It's it, 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 it is a Ty Winnish go-to gift. It's a Hall of Fame gift. He somehow picks up that power wrench and hammer. I'm just continuing with the metaphor here. It decides that he wants to keep running with it. I was just like that to me of just searching for like some spark to this game. And it wasn't like they didn't make plays to like mitigate just how poor of a start that they got on. Like stopping Saquon Barkley on fourth and one. Eric Wilson, kudos to you. That was a huge kudos. Stop. Huge kudos. Huge kudos. Like there was stuff to get in or from this game that they they could have kept it. Like if they were in chaos, but they could have kept it in relative chaos rather than, hey, everything's just on fire and we're gonna like keep running around. <laughs> like it was just like it was just crazy. It was a crazy game. I cannot like under or just it. <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. No, it was bonkers. Like it was again nothing going on in the first half. Just. That they started off good with after their first drive and they got a touchdown with Jaden Reed on the play that <laughs> we said they don't want we don't want to run anymore. But like it just AJ Dillon was getting some stuff going. We didn't see Patrick Taylor until the second half. Like it was just it was just bad. No Kenyon Drake after uh No Kenyon Drake either. Which I, I don't hate. Like I don't think he really does a whole lot in this game. Like if Patrick Taylor wasn't doing a whole lot, then I'd say, yeah, where's Kenyon Drake? But Patrick Taylor played well, I thought. Um, honestly, with the way this game might have gone, he might have earned himself a cheese. But well, that's a discussion for uh, for the next pod. With a cutlet? Are we giving him a cutlet? Is that what it is? No. Is Tommy DeVito just... The cheeses this week are American Craft singles. <laughs> oh. no, no free ads, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, but like, what else can you ask the players to do besides execute 
Like that that's what it comes down to. They were sloppy. The penalties got cleaned up at halftime, I will say. I don't think there was a penalty in the second half. Um they just had crucial penalties at the worst spots um in the first half. And I I don't know, man. It's just it's really tough to watch a game like this after you see a game like the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Lions. It's like, where did that go? And I think it, honestly, it just is a focus issue. And I, I don't think this is a, a coach's, like, discipline kind of kind of game. Because this was everybody. Like, I think this is kind of just, people, like, like Matt LaFleur said, the players got lackadaisical. And they thought they could stroll in after beating the Super Bowl champion Chiefs and hand it to the Giants at home. And that just wasn't the case. I will say that the injury report being as lengthy as it was definitely didn't help this game. Like, Quay and Jair being out really hurt them, I think. Yep. And Christian Watson, for that matter. First of all, talking about the Christian offense. Christian Watson, it's, all the, it's the top three. Top um, three of those, those guys not having them is huge. Yep. Kelp puts it in the as a great point in the chat. They had, he got to put guys in place to be successful, though. I mean, yeah. I think. I I, I, I think. Th- go ahead. I think that would be a bigger reason for I would say again. I would say I like. Re- go ahead. I gotta recalibrate my thoughts. Okay. I think that is more of an early season what we saw from the Packers when especially things got compounded and over and over and over again. It wasn't like they weren't able to move the ball. Like they were there were times this year where they were incredibly inept offensively. A lot of it was just execution. Like mm-hmm. Jordan Love making throws that we had not seen for a month, maybe since the Vikings game. I can't even remember the last time he played that poorly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, the Raiders game, I'd say. The wide receivers, like, it, again, not having Christian Watson's dynamic, whether it's over the top or just kind of the things that we had been seeing the last couple of weeks. Surely some of the touches that would have gone, whether it was reverses, jet sweeps, all that stuff, gadget plays that LeFleur really, <laughs> really, really likes, um, that surely would have gone his way. Like, I just, I I don't know if I could say it's solely on that, <laughs> at least from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, it's just, it, it's a tire fire. 
it's it's truly a tire fire. Like it is shocking to me. Tommy DeVito had seven less yards <laughs> of there he is. There's the man. He's out of milk carton somewhere. America's most wanted. Uh, Sorry, I Tommy was DeVito for had seven less total yards than Patrick Mahomes did last week. Oh my god. Tommy DeVito. That's bad. That's really bad. Like he does he does his scouting reports at Olive Garden. <laughs> I don't know if you're serious or not. <laughs> but that's a really funny sentence. Um context for this hilarious picture on my screen right now. Um is a tweet from Oh, I gotta find my tab, I apologize. Is a tweet from Ted Noyan. Um of looks like the athletic. the athletic. Um Joe Barry's defense is designed to limit Patrick Mahomes. The problem is he uses the same defense against Kenny Pickett, lets them rush for two hundred yards. I mean, same goes with Tommy DeVito, right? Like Jacob Morley, the quote tweet of this picture. Tommy DeVito is making passes that Kenny Pickett hasn't made all season. So no, I'm God gonna... no. God yeah, no. I want to give Tommy DeVito more of the credit. And he's won more games. Mm-hmm. Unless he's, I cannot believe it. It is crazy to me that Tommy DeVito single-handedly disrupted this team. It is it is astounding. Astounding yeah. to me. I mean he's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones, who they gave like $140 million to. Go off, King. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Oh my. God. Remember, remember, hey, we're gonna do some little member berries. Member berries. Yeah. I, I think this is on. The, I think it was on the pod. If it wasn't, it was in the Discord. So, this is the plug during the 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 recording to join the Discord. GSP and that info. Remember, remember when I said that if Tommy DeVito plays well enough, they might just cut Daniel Jones loose. Remember, you did say that. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. It's not. At the time when you said that Tommy DeVito was eating cinnamon toast crunch out of the box with his bare hand. What's wrong with that? Don't be, don't be, don't be dissing eating cereal out of the box with your bare hands. That is a weekly occurrence for this podcast host. And I will not be slighted because of it. No, he played really well. He played well. He, he played ba- insanely well. Troy, and I don't understand it. Troy Aikman put it perfectly in that he understood that he could not make mistakes and he didn't like this is the the like the ceiling of your system quarterback play right this is dink and dunk football with a scrambling QB that can make a throw when he needs to but isn't being forced to make throws like we talked about it in the pregame pod the Giants' defense is really good at forcing turnovers. Remember, you were shocked when I told you that they were top, they were they were near the top of the league in turnover in forced turnovers. They got three tonight, three. And so, if your defense special teams is keeping you in the game like it was, it's not inexplicable that a quarterback like you're saying, like Tommy DeVito, is able to have a game like this and punish the Packers like he did. It's it drives you bonkers. Don't get me wrong. You're right to have the reaction you're having. But I think the the biggest thing is that the Packers have never done well with this, right? Like, they always seem to just have the worst games against the most middling of quarterbacks. Think about, like, I guess the Kenny Pickett game. 
the Jimmy Garoppolo Desmond game. Ritter? Desmond Ritter game. Like, like I, I'm going back to Kenny's tweet. Because, or I'm sorry, not Kenny, t- Ted's tweet. It, it just, it, it sums it up so perfectly. It sums it up perfectly. He does, it's, yeah, it's designed I, for great QBs. And it gets picked apart by crappy QBs. When it should be the other way around. Like, you should be running an offense or a defense that doesn't get beat by 90% of the NFL, right? Because how often are you going against Patrick Mahomes? How often are you going, going against Jalen Hurts? How often are you going against the 49ers? I understand that Joe Barry was hired at a time when that was a possibility every at the end of every year, where you could go through a defense of, or you go through an opposing offenses of Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, uh, I guess Jimmy Garoppolo, but in the 49ers defense, but I guess they're not really the best example. The like the just the better QBs in the league. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. now that you're coming back down from yearly contention for the Super Bowl, I'm not calling for Joe Barry's job. We gave him flowers through these last four games, five games of really scheming up defense well for, for these games, right? I just think that he does a poor job at adjusting a defense for the talent that's in front of him. Like you should have your base defense, right? But you should be able to put up schemes and plans that fit the quarterback you're going against. And I get that's a little bit harder when you go against a guy like Tommy DeVito, who hasn't been a thing in the league for very long. He played what three games before this one had him on a three game winning streak and didn't score five total three starts right but didn't have a whole lot of tape on him he wasn't running like wasn't doing a whole lot he wasn't showing up much at all he was kind of just a a, a filler and he comes in against the Packers sacked regard like relentlessly yeah they didn't even touch him nope didn't get I think he got sacked at the line of scrimmage once tonight by Lucas Van Ness and so it would have caught it would have been a run right and it was a designed run too. I remember that specific that specifically, and so it's just it. I, it's hard because like you can go back to Quay Walker and being out, and you can go back to Jair being out because like they they miss Jair tonight for sure. Wanda Robinson was wide open all game long. Isaiah but Hodges was open that, that all game thing, long. What's crazy is like not even how we were talking about the the secondary last week versus this week. I would put the Giants receiving core on par with the Chiefs. Oh God, no! I would. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I my I. Okay. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, I pre-gamed. I I pre had my response ready to go when I heard Chiefs, and I just and I yeah. So sorry. Go ahead. Like I understand again, these players would more than likely help you up more than they wouldn't, but. Wandale Robinson, Isaiah Hutchins' son carried to Valentine on that touchdown. Like these guys that are have been in the league for a long time that aren't proven or kind of like buzzy prospects that we have in fantasy teams and they, we cut them easily because they don't do a lot of anything from that standpoint. This Packers secondary is not nearly the most talented of what it could be. The potential is lost because of just. No Razul Douglas, the injuries to Jair Alexander. If he's healthy for the rest of the way, he'll play half the season. But if it, I mean, who knows at this point? Um, but they've gone through it. They've gone through playing this way of 
less is more somehow with this the secondary. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't matter. Like again, this is a night where two hundred nine total rushing yards from the Giants. Tommy DeVito oh, wow. was seventeen of twenty one. Seven point five yards per pass. Like if he of those four, like that to me is what is the problem with the Packers defense is that like there's little to no, like we always have with the bend, don't break. And you can skate on that for, for very long. You know what I mean? Like there's eventually the ice is going to crack under you and you fall through into the water and freeze. The thing about it is that, again, we're talking about the Tommy DeVitos, the Kenny Picketts, the the Desmond Ritters of the world that are getting what they want. And that is a problem. Like, why is why does that happen routinely? Is it, you know, we saw Devondre Campbell go like match up on Wandell Robinson one time. And I know everybody hates that. Everybody hates that. I hate it. It just. It is what happens with personnel decisions or whether, you know, offense does a hurry up and keeps the defense on, on the field like we've seen the Packers do a number of times over the year. Um, I just like that to me is just that is, might be the most damning part about it is that there's only four incompletions. Tommy DeVito. And also, I think a lot of that came on the opening drive. So we're literally talking about the next 10 drives that the Giants had. Tommy DeVito is getting anything he wants. He's getting everything he wants. Bread, turkey, a panini grilled by his mother. And then he goes into his bedroom, his unmade bed, plays StarCraft or whatever, Warhammer. Games <laughs> you, listing exist. Off, you listing off what you think is nerd games is a very funny, is a very funny happening know, for, for I'm, our I'm podcast. Old man, he's played his pong, you know. <laughs> I don't Atari. think. Atari. I I swear to God, Jordan, I don't think Tommy DeVito was alive when Pong was created. I'm almost. But he somehow knows where Jimmy Hop is buried. Sure, it's a crossover. Go listen to Cruising for a Bruising. <laughs> um, yeah, and I I think the the biggest thing for the defense outside of the secondary, like, say what you will, the secondary, like it's been it's been makeshift almost the entire year, right? They haven't had Eric Stokes for the majority of the year. Jair has been snake bitten this year. Savage has been out. Like they they they've done well enough with the personnel they've had. Keisha Nixon had a horrendous game. I will say that he. Yeah. I don't think he, he made us. Himself. I don't think he had any sort of significant plays that really inspired me throughout the night. He. I think that's just the Keisha Nixon way. He, you live by him. You die. You die by him. Almost. He had the interception that helped them come back against the Chiefs last week, and then this week he fumbles and turns it over and gets beat on one of the most crucial plays of the game when the Ronda Wanda Robinson goes for thirty-five yards to get him into field goal range. So, and part of that too, like again, we have talked about the secondary, like and how it makes shift. It's, it they're relying on these guys. There was again. I want to see the snap counts, so don't take me fully at my word. But there was not a lot of rotation. No. They're riding the Valentine-Valentine combo. Well, they kind of have to. They have to. They kind of have to, but you're also making up these guys that, like, you're picking up these guys that 
you think would give you some relief in that way. And if they're already getting burned, what does it matter if they if these guys get burned on a couple of plays? Like that to me is I think is not good about where that is. That you know, the secondary is that you're picking up intriguing guys or guys that could help, like David Long. We're in this mo this is truly like call in radio, like why naming Packers that kind of helped yeah. this this game go the other way. But like I think that to me is like we're seeing a lot of those mistakes more because these guys are playing literally every defensive snap that is out there. Right. And I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I, I don't disagree with you. It's, it's hard to blame them. Like I can't think of a play where either Carrington Valentine or Corey Valentine really got beat like badly. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, yeah. you can, you can try and think of one, but I think like the- Valentine. I mean, the touchdown he got. It was. It, it wasn't badly. It was just. I mean, that's just a great throw, Jordan. That's a great, a great throw and throw. a great catch. It's it's scramble play, and he threw it to the only place that Wanda Robinson. He, right, like, there's a size advantage there. He threw it to the only place he could catch it in the back of the end zone, out of bounds. Like that's just a pro level throw. Sometimes you face good offense. Like that's just the the uh, the reality of it. So they lost this Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Emphasis on boy. And I, I I just I struggle to blame them. I like I think you're right. They're they're just stretched too thin. You can't have rookie seventh round picks being your starting cornerbacks all year long or for the second half of the season. You just can't. And you can't blame Jair for not coming back because he's hurt. You don't want him to get hurt worse. Um, it just it's just tough. But I think we ought to shift now to to the defensive line because they they were not good tonight. Like the edge rushers in no. general. Like we talked about it. Our biggest thing was you have to find a way to get home against this against this porous line. And they kept overextending, opening up the middle of the field so that Tommy DeVito could run run right down their throat. And that's the craziest part, Jordan, is that like for as bad as the Packers' rush defense is, and it, and it has been not great all year long. It's been better, but they held Saquon Barkley in check until the worst time to let him go off, which is at the end yeah. of the game. They, they didn't even give the ball to Saquon Barkley that much. He had... He had, oh, Jesus, and I lied. He had 20 carries. It didn't feel like 20 carries. Did it? I want to ask you. I want to ask you and the a couple of you that are in chat watching us live on YouTube. Did Saquon feel like he touched the ball 20 times from the backfield? Because to me, it felt yes. like he didn't. It, it did to me because they, they kind of, after the first drive, they tried to find a way to, like, get things going. And Saquon just didn't really have it. The Packers, like, there were plays that they were making that – they were bull rushing the line and there was right. no openings. Like that fourth and one was probably the biggest example of that, but there was multiple touches of Saquon kind of like trying to find the lane and it, behind the line of scrimmage behind the yeah. lineman. And it wasn't, I guess developing at all. Maybe that's and why part of that, part of that huge, um, you know, fourth quarter explosion is on that play where he fumbled the ball too. So like, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's why I feel like he didn't have a, 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 a he didn't touch the ball a lot. It's because every time he did he did touch the ball, he wasn't 
like doing anything with it, I guess maybe is the reasoning why that's the feeling that I got. But they did a good job stopping the run. And then when they really needed to get a sack or make a big play, they just kept overextending. You'd see the the Red Sea part, Jordan, so often tonight. And there's no middle, no linebacker in the middle of the field. Like that's where Quay helps. Like I don't know what Devontae was doing. I think he had a, a fine game. You can he he made some plays when he asked him to, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him for not being able to cover a receiver on the outside. Like that's not his job, and it's been told to him by Joe Barry that it's his job, but it's not what he's good at, right? And so I think this the the defensive line and Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. I mean, if I'm not, if I remember correctly, Preston Smith was your player to watch, and it was. I haven't, yes, I didn't, was. didn't even hear his name be called. Nope, I don't think he even had a. Yeah, tackle, he had one tackle, I, one tackle. So like, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, Devontae White, I thought had a good couple of like run stops. T.J. Slayton shot the the gap on us on time the snap perfectly and missed the freaking tackle, and, and it, it go and it went matter. for a first down, and it's just like. I've, Oh, Isaiah McDuffie had good moments. With he had a good game. He had a good game, and yeah. but it's just like when you need the playmakers, when you need Lucas Van Ness, when you need Rashawn Gary, when you need Preston Smith, when you need TJ Slate, when you need Kenny Clark to go get a sack against a god awful line, they just couldn't. It come as no surprise that the Giants set a season high for rushing yards tonight. Also. The fewest amount of sacks the Giants let up in a game prior to tonight was two against the 49ers somehow. Um, but yeah, they they obviously had not given up uh, any sack before this game until today. I think, yeah, that that is where we talked about just the pressure. It's the team that has allowed the most sacks in the league. They probably still do, even after this week. <laughs> and there was nothing. There was, like, the Van Ness play you mentioned. But it was the same lack of contain. Everybody's going for the same way, down the same lanes. And it was just classic, Let split it wide open, like your Moses. Uh, Chef Boyer Moses. And he's just going down <laughs> sorry and yeah i that's where again like it's stuff like that where we're talking about a third string quarterback who is thrust into the starting role and with a good game plan with a good scouting report they know how to dismantle this packers defense uh-huh. in uh great i think they did have a bye so they had a, a little extra time to prepare for this team for this game i mean that tracks the way they played them frankly yes yes it did that tracks they had they they played jordan love well tonight it didn't help that jordan love also just played really bad yeah like excuse me i think the biggest thing that i'm trying to wrap my head around is like where the focus went i think they might have just been riding high from that chiefs game like an emotional high, they're on top of the world. They're in the playoff, the thick of the playoff race. They still are. They're still in the thick of the playoff race. We didn't expect them to go five and all for the rest of the season. But golly, like you want to talk about a stark difference? I think you just go into film on Tuesday, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday, 
and show them the, the Chiefs game and show them the Giants game. And this is a, this is a, a valuable lesson for these young guys. And I mentioned earlier, they looked like the youngest team in the league. I I don't want to walk it back, but I'm trying to think like I, I don't want to even want to blame it on Reed. I don't even want to blame it on Kraft or blame it on um like Wicks or Heath or anybody. Because they played well. Those rookies played well. Lucas Vaness, I, I, I'm not going to say definitively yes or no, because he had that one good play on the tackle for no gain, but I don't think he was in there often enough to have a huge impact. We talked about the cornerbacks. I mean, they just looked sloppy, kind of right? They, they played like a young team, while the guys who shouldn't be playing like they're young played like it. Yeah. Jordan Love, Rashawn Gary... Preston Smith, and I think that's the biggest thing, right? Is that you need your leaders to have the focus that the young guys might not, and it seems that they maybe just didn't, which I think I don't think is a bigger issue, but it's something that the coaches should be in the veterans' ear about this week. Like you guys are supposed to be the leaders, and the like the focal leaders, vocal and focal V and F <laughs> of this team to make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen, you have to be better to lead this, these young guys and this team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I, that's where it's the mistakes. It's the issues compounding on each other that show just the inexperience that still exists on this team. Even when we get really excited after a three game winning streak or whatever it was, two game winning streak, hoping for three. Um, right. I think so. Because it was no, it was three. Chiefs, Li- it was three. It was three. Lions, Chiefs, uh, or Lions, Chargers, Lions, Chiefs. Yeah, oh, I was trying to remember when that. Steelers That's right. Was. Yeah, it was, right. it was before the before the Chargers game. Ah, okay. Um, yeah that that to me is we we got really excited about it rightfully so it's everything's coming together things took their time and then whether it was you're high on your horse and Tommy DeVito is wearing a cowboy hat looking to shoot you down um he comes rolling to town or you come rolling in his town with his unmade bed and you can't you don't have an answer for it. i think that for me is just it, it there was a difference between a team that just beat the Chiefs and was a little high on their own supply to a Giants team that is flawed but had a bye week, had more time to prepare, and played exactly to their the best of their capabilities. Yeah. And what? it's I think and to go to the whether it was penalties, whether it was the turnovers, whether it was Andres Carlson missing a uh, field goal for like from the jump, like you could tell immediately, it was wide left. Um, like everything, all those things are going to add up. You can like, I would have loved to. I would have talked so much crap about them winning this game when they had no right to win it. Yeah, and instead, I say you deserve. Exactly what you got, and yet you're still the seventh seed in the NFC, despite four teams 
below you having the same record as you. I don't understand why Atlanta is not leapfrogging Green Bay because they would have the tiebreaker over them, over them but they must have lost someone else that it mitigates that. I, I think that I think the the Bucks are currently over them, if I'm not mistaken. No, what I'm saying is I don't understand why Atlanta's not the third wildcard team because they have the tiebreaker over the Packers. Because the Packers have one over the Rams. And the Rams but might they have... all have the same record. Right. But I, I, honestly, Jordan, I don't know. It's probably strength of schedule <laughs> or point differential. It can't be point differential. They get, uh, I, weekly Packers point differential check-in, Jordan, what is it? It's got to be close to zero. It's oh, going to be sh- It's gonna be plus one. Because I think they beat the Chiefs last week by seven? We are plus 13. Okay, it's better. It's better. Better. Um, Lines are tumbling down, too. I mean, they had, they got to start winning. Packers had a shot to go 5-0 and win the division. They need a lot of help, but that's not really alive anymore. And I think it's still alive. It's not technically out of the realm of possibilities, but the point stands. Um, Leech text from Matt LaFleur. End around with Jaden Reed tonight? End around the Jaden Reed tonight, Queen? <laughs> End around the Jaden Reed tonight, I emojis? <laughs> speaking of, of Jaden Reed, um, he got is being evaluated for concussion. Not great. Dontavian Wicks left the game early with a high ankle sprain. I got the tweet up right now. His he there said Lauren Helmbrecht uh, spoke to him in the locker room. He said his ankle is quote fucked up. And they think it's a high ankle high like high ankle injury. So that's not great. I want to give a shout out to a person in the discord who i am going to search for right now so my apologies on the vamping um but somebody i believe it was brock yep it was brock um said quite affirmatively that it's 2008 i think that is about right yeah i think that's about right like this team is playing well in spurts I want them to make the playoffs. I don't think we're a bad team anymore. I think we're an experienced team. And if this team ultimately comes up short of the playoffs, they will have building blocks of, or I guess points, I guess lessons to point to as to why they missed the playoffs and why they aren't competing um, in the postseason, which would, which would stink in general. But I will say for all the negative Nancy, talk that we've had this pod and rightfully so i think we're totally justified in having that there is pieces there are pieces here going forward i think this isn't a regular game from jordan love i think this is a outlier in which he just wasn't focused because like you said from the get-go it just wasn't there tonight from the entire team and if you see how he was focused against the chargers lions and chiefs if that's what like his high end looks like, and this is his low end, somewhere in the middle is going to be a pretty okay quarterback. And I'm not saying we should shoot for pretty okay. That's more of a, I guess, not a euphemism, but a just fancy way to say that I'm optimistic about Jordan Love going forward. Jaden Reed is a hit. Like He's good. He's a rookie. He could have had a touchdown if he continues running the route looking for the ball where it needs to go. That's just a rookie mistake. He's going to be better. Um, 
Malik Heath had that ball that he caught and then dro- got knocked out of the hands of the swim and touchdown, catches the ball at the goal line on a great play to get his get his feet in. I think we, we kind of glossed over a touchdown. That's a, a, a strong catch on both sides from Malik Heath. Like, mm-hmm. with Dante Wicks going out, I think he's going to get some pretty good run if Christian Watson's also out. So this might be his time to really, again, make his mark and hopefully find some targets um, in this offense. But that touchdown to take the lead at the end of the game was so funny because, like, I'm not laughing because the ref got hurt, but I'm laughing because Malik Heath catches the ball, gets thrown out of bounds, knocks the ref over, ref goes ass over tea kettle, and there's no call. We're all waiting. Malik Heath turns to the ref, ref gets up, stands up, it's a touchdown, and just everybody starts sprinting <laughs> and celebrating. It was just, it was a very funny, like, sequence of events that just kind of, you had to laugh at it kind of moment from from uh, the Packers' point of view. So, say what you will. That was just a fun moment. But to bring that all around, there's pieces. I, I want to say I like Carrington Valentine and Corey Valentine. I really want to say it because they're holding up. I think next week is going to be the t- biggest of tests. We'll talk about it in the preview more, but... Geez Louise. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are waiting. Yeah. You want to talk about your boy? Yeah. I have a... Huh? Do you want to talk about your boy? Ooh, Anders? It was it was a terrible kick. You could tell from... That miss was... I, I'm looking at how he was kicking that ball, and I could immediately tell that it was not going... The way that it should. There's also a close call on the one that he made. Was it going into half or to put him up to 13? I'm forgetting. But it like just tucked into the. Yeah, that was going into the half to, to make it 14 13. Or 13 and it 14. Was, yeah. There, again, like that is the difference making play. Yeah. If he had made that, if he had made that kick, we, we're talking about a different game. We're talking about. Same thing with Randy Bullock missing to... his kick. Like, a pair of missed exactly. kicks tonight, one true. on each side. So, like, it just... But it only applies to the Packers, and that is what I'm <laughs> angry about. My baloney has a first name. It's Tommy DeVito. That's his whole first name. Okay. Yeah. That's his whole first name. That's, got, that's a long first name. Um, I mean, I again, I'm going to say this. I, I know I have been making jokes out of frustration. Credit to Tommy DeVito. He kicked he their... something. He kicked their ass. Yep. Hand it to on a he silver might, platter. He might be a reason why it is back on the table. I don't think he it is. He might be a reason. It is back on the table. I don't think it is. It is I, back on the table. I don't. The, the The reason why it isn't is it will point to the, the to that three game winning streak as to what the defense can do for people who possibly haven't picked up on the context clues Jordan is floating the idea of Joe Barry getting fired at the end of the year and if it's they, something if you are if you are in fact finding mode and if you're evaluating what how things went and why if things were different and all this stuff and really giving context to it you can say all these things about you didn't have this player you didn't have this player well you did really good on on the three game winning streak then that ended because you gave Tommy DeVito, the license to run all over you. 
And it's stuff like it's a part of the puzzle. And there are still four games left. The Packers have the easiest schedule to close out the rest of the way. In part because they play the Bears, who just upset the Lions. Um, and uh, they play the Panthers, who, you know, are terrible. I mean, if but, Andrew, if Andrew's still in here, Andrew, this could be the time that we can make Bryce Young look like a uh, yeah, Bryce. look like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> that, is, that is the thing. But I, I, I just don't think it is Jordan because if it, if they didn't fire him after last year when the defense was pretty much healthy for the entire year, like I, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm blocking out the bad memories. But who was hurt last year besides Stokes and Gary? that really affected their defense to that level of um reasoning as like as Quay being out most of the year as Andre. Stokes and everybody being out there so like the defense is decimated this year it is and I think that's why they won't like it'll be do we fire Joe Barry mm, I don't know he kind of had a tough year with all the injuries that he had to handle I don't know I think there's a reality yeah, I in haven't which- Right. I think it's a reality in which if they continue to play poorly on defense, especially in these last four games when they're facing Baker Mayfield, uh, I got to make sure I order right. Baker Mayfield, the Bryce Young. Who the the Vikings start? That is Nick, the thing. Nick, Nick Mullins. We're talking, we're talking about the equal, equal. I, Tommy DeVito might be the best quarterback out of all the quarterbacks that they face for the rest of the freaking year. I was about to Drop a bomb. <laughs> okay. You got to put a and letter in front of that. <laughs> yes. I guess. <laughs> I'm just saying Tommy DeVito just trampled all over them like he did on his bed because he's Tom Cruise. <laughs> this is fucking business. <laughs> and they're, they're about to play Baker Bayfield. They're about to play Bryce Young, who might be the worst number one pick in the history of the world because David Tepper picked him. Uh, Nick Mullins. Who the hell is Nick the Vikings? Who the hell is... Okay. Nick Mullins was the backup for the 49ers that led them to a playoff appearance three years ago and then ended up not being anything um, once Jimmy Oh, he'll batter. Yep. He'll batter. I mean, he he's the quarterback that led them to the 3-0 win against the Raiders this week. So, but the yeah, and, and, saying, and then Justin Fields, like that is that. If you we can look at the records, we can look at the records and be like, these teams are terrible. This is the easiest schedule that you have left to close this out. And you look at the quarterbacks that they're going to face. See what Tommy DeVito did tonight: eating his gabagool, his lasagna, his every his cannoli, all everything he wanted over this Packers defense. It makes me sick that I have to think twice about, oh, what is Bryce Young going to do this team? Yeah. I don't disagree. I'm right there with you. But I have an, uh, I have an again, explanation to, as to why the um, Packers are cur- – they have not been moved in the CD. You have an explanation? You have a, a reason? Yes. Cool. So they okay. win the tiebreaker over Atlanta based on winning percentage in conference games. So that Lions victory is proving pretty huge right now. Yes, the Falcons. How are many games? Ga- how many games do the all oh, conference games, not division? Sorry. Yes. 
Never mind. Never mind. Rams are four and four. The Seahawks are five and five. Falcons are four and five. The Saints are three and five. So we can. What are the Packers? Packers are four and four against the conference. We face the conference the rest of the way. I mean, it's pretty simple that they just need to win to get into the playoffs. I think we're getting into preview pod stuff, but like, I think they have a good chance against the rest of these teams. My only worry is more trap games that we had talked about, right? Like, I get this this, this entire this entire series like stretch of games. Entire year is a trap game, especially given yeah. the kind of team that we're talking about. Yeah, and it, I guess we'll we'll save it for each preview pod and each post game pod. But I, yeah, I'm just I'm excited for the rest of the year. I'm probably gonna pull my hair out. I'm probably gonna pull my hair out. It's the longest it's been in in months, Jordan. I got a I got a big mullet on my head. I'm trying to schedule a haircut, but I might just pull it all out by the time I get it in. So, um, anything else we should touch on, or should we wrap this boy up? Let's wrap this boy up. I want. You know what? Actually, before we wrap up, I want to do one positive. I want each of us to give one positive from this game because they exist, and I will steal mine and I'm just going to say Patrick Taylor he's going to make the running back room be really annoying next next training camp because in his opportunities he's had against the the Chiefs and the Giants these past couple of weeks he's looked a lot better and the Chiefs isn't some sort of slouch of a defense the Giants isn't some sort of slouch of a defense like they're, they're average not bad, they're not average, not good, but he's looked good. And I think we're going to have the same exact problem next year with Patrick Taylor should they choose to keep him and bring him back with that they had this year. So I'm giving my props to Patrick Taylor. I gave him crap earlier in the year for being bad. He has been good to pretty good in these last two games with Aaron Jones being up. Um, I would give my prop to Tucker Kraft, who Troy Aikman said on the broadcast that during their meetings during the week, Matt LaFleur pointed to Tucker Kraft as being the most improved player since they started camp in July to now. And I believe that really shows on the field. Yeah. He is a really good target. I feel really sure about like where he's headed. His block is really – he just – for me, he's a better all-around tight end right now compared to Musgrave, and it's we're always gonna. It's very easy to just be like, "Oh, you pick this guy or pick this guy is is the future power rankings or whatever you would call it." To me, I just I am very pleased with how he's developing, and it's very easy to get caught into Jay Reed, who again, fantastic, is doing really well. Tiger Craft is really blossoming into a really good player very quickly, probably faster than we thought he would develop to. We we didn't think that he would be this kind of, given this role in his rookie season, but obviously the opportunity came for him to become the starting tight end, and he's took it and ran with it like he did down the field, uh, yards after contact during that final drive. So, yeah, I would give props to him, and I want to give props to this team for they they do this problem solving. They they found a way down 21 to 13, and it, that's not an insurmountable lead. 
But they got back into it. Um, in the fourth quarter, they relinquished it very painfully. But they do put themselves in positions to win football games. And more often than not, that has gone against them this year. But it still is something that they're just not getting blown out or these games are just going all for not. It has been very rare that the Packers have just been out of a football game entirely. Probably the the Lions, the home Lions game and the Vikings game, probably are the, the two that come to mind. I'm probably misremembering one that they just got their butts beat, but I'll go with those two. I'm going to end on a comparison I think is pretty good regarding the Titans. This is high level, so please don't come come for me when this is inevitably way too big of an exaggeration. Luke Musgrave has the the build to turn into a Travis Kelsey sort of tight end, a ca- a catch first chip at the line tight end, right? But mostly just a pass catcher threat down the field. Tucker Craft has potential to turn into Mark Andrews a really good blocker at the line who is physical, but can also absolutely kill you downfield. Like, I think he's just a better blocker and Mark Andrews has really good grades blocking, um, as a, yep. Same idea. Like, I think they, the, the, the build is there for both these guys to become really good. Musgrave just needs to work on his overall athletic ability. And Kraft, this needs time. We talked about that pre like preseason. They this Kraft just needs time to get these attributes honed in. And I think he's currently ahead of schedule with how he's playing lately. So with that being said, that is going to be it for this episode of Talk La Tundra. Thank you all who are tuning in on the YouTube live stream for hanging out with us at eleven forty five Central Standard Time. We I greatly appreciate it. I know Jordan appreciates it as well. And all of your listenership and viewership and all that good stuff. So again, thank you very much. Um, check out the Eurostep feed for all of the Bucks news as uh, they beat the Bulls tonight in overtime, in which a game they probably shouldn't have went to overtime for in the first place. But regardless, they uh, they uh, they won. Anyways, um, keep an eye on that feed for some some good podcast vibes this week. Is all I'll say. Um, and also just check out. Jordan Adam on one and six. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Check out the feed this week. Uh, cruising for our bruising. Uh, Adam and Andrew as well. Latest episode is the the Wonder Kid, Jackson Churio, signing a eight-year, I think officially, um, contract with the Brewers that could turn into 10 if he hits incentives um, to lock up that prospect for the next decade, hopefully. So great pod great pod it's also just a fun pod um because they also signed wade miley who was also a leader in that locker room uh lastly check out my time for this um as adam and andrew celebrate the community genius of albert brooks and his feature films so with that being said you can follow me at nomak is known on twitter at jordan Tresky on twitter at watch gspn for tiktok and instagram hit subscribe and the like button below we're doing this way later than we should in the youtube video but <laughs> who cares at this point um and thank you all for listening and uh jordan thank you thank you
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.